0: Happy Friday to you all, and welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast for Friday, January seventeenth. We welcome on the show today Sean Fizan from Fox Eight. Sean, I know we're still riding the uh, the wave from that LSU victory on Monday. Were you uh, in the Mercedes Benz Superdome for that?
1: I was. It was quite the uh, quite the night.
0: How did it compare to a Saints game because I've been hearing, you know, a lot of people talk about how loud it is, how great it was and, you know, I believe all that because I've been in the in the stadium for a Saints game, but how would you say it compared?
1: i mean there, there was some similarities but i would say there was a little bit different energy with the national championship for one i don't know if there was something with college football and the camaraderie of yeah. you know, the generations of you know going to your school and the fans i felt that dome was packed an hour to an hour and a half before kickoff i mean an LSU's band was really getting into it um i just felt the energy I, it was one of, it was it really was a great night it just the entire experience uh, really the entire you know few days leading up to it, to, to the game, pre-game, and then to the actual game itself and post-game celebration. Uh, I don't know if you could ask for much more than that.
0: Yeah, well, not only was it the hometown team, but if you're an LSU Tiger fan, you pretty much had the entire season to prep for that moment because it was pretty easy to tell early on how good that this LSU team was going to be, and obviously that came to fruition on Monday night.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were the best team in college football, um, and I think as the season went on, it became clearer and clearer. This wasn't just uh, a, a good football team or a great football team having a good season. This was a special season, a special team, and really one for the ages. I mean, I don't. I, there is there is no other LSU team that can compare to this. And um, I'm not sure how many, how much more, or how how, uh, how many more, you know, great. Co- better college football teams there are than the 2019 LSU Tigers so um, it was one for the ages no doubt
0: well I know I became an LSU fan especially looking all, at all those social media videos which were absolutely phenomenal but Sean the the reason of course we brought you on the show today was to talk about the Reese's Senior Bowl and every time I see it and every time I go to the website I always crave Reese's so I know that that's probably <laughs> uh they're doing their job correctly but speaking of LSU speaking about the Senior Bowl coming up in uh in Mobile on Saturday any LSU players that you're looking forward to seeing on the Senior Bowl? or do you think they might they might sit out from that game?
1: Yeah, well, Christian Fulton accepted his invite. So did Stephon Sullivan at tight end uh, and the, the deep snapper uh, Blake Ferguson, the three names that I was able to see at least accepted invites. So as far as I know, those guys will still be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a pretty quick turnaround for the national championship, but you know, of those three, I, I got to say Christian Fulton is the guy I'm watching the most because – um we saw him uh this year teams went away from him for most of the season in the national championship game teams went at him and though he struggled a little early on i thought he really recovered by the second half and really uh, showed you know his ability to kind of overcome uh, you know, that adversity is far as kind of getting targeted and then just kind of holding his own and mm-hmm. really played well towards the end of that game. So of the LSU Tigers that I'll be watching the most, I think Christian Fulton stands the most to gain.
0: Well, Christian Fulton, uh, obviously, but are there any other players? I know I'm looking at the list right now. The, there's a lot of guys that are going to be out there playing and obviously a huge opportunity for them, but there's, is there anyone else that you particularly have your eye on?
1: It's not necessarily one player, mm-hmm. um, but it is one position. Um, I'm really curious what the Saints do at linebacker, Um, because there's going to be some names coming and going. Obviously, at that position, you got some free agents there, and certainly you don't know what's going to happen. But I do think that's a spot where the Saints could possibly add a player. You have names like Evan Weaver from California, Anthony Jennings from Alabama, Malik Harrison from Ohio State, um, T.J. Brunson from from South Carolina. Those are just a few of the names that I'm I'm just kind of as I'm reading off the list here. But I'm very curious. I don't have any sort of preconceived notions as far as who I want to see at that position. I really want to go in there kind of blind and just see who at that position sort of jumps out.
0: Well, you you talk about positions, and that just made me think of Zach Line, who announced his retirement from the Saints uh, or from football yesterday. And you know, there's a lot of talk in in college football and in NFL football about the fullback position kind of going away. Do you think that that's a position that maybe the Saints address? Maybe not at the draft, but maybe in free agency, or do you think they, they go with what they have for right now?
1: Uh, that's a great question. I don't know if you get if you could, if you have one that's draftable. Just because so few college teams use it now yeah. and it's just hard to get a grade or get enough evaluation on a true guy, I think what's going to end up happening is you'll see some of these, quote-unquote, blocking tight ends from college end up transitioning to that position now. Does that earn you a draft a draft spot? We'll see. I do know they like Ricky Ortiz, the guy they finished the season off with, number 30, at the fullback position. But if you really watch the teams that are doing well right now um, in, in, in the NFL and just the entire playoffs and really the entire season, teams with a fullback uh, have done well. So I don't think it's it's an endangered species. I actually think it's um, maybe possibly pivoting on, in the other direction, but um, I don't know if the Saints address that in the draft just because it's just so hard to find in college football. It may be a situation where they get a player and maybe have to convert him to that fullback position. Because remember, Zach Line, I believe, was a tailback at SMU coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, sometimes you may have to convert to that position. But regardless, it's a position that the Saints certainly like Uh, in this offense because they like those multiple roles and they like those multiple personnel groupings. So I do think they, they add a player to that position, whether it's Ortiz or someone else.
0: Well, Thomas Morstead is now going to be the only lone SMU uh, advocate in that mm-hmm. locker room. But you talk about that uh, fullback position. I remember a few years ago, John Kuhn was a part of the team. And then, of course, Zach Line kind of had a huge impact, in, especially down uh, down the line in that playoff game. I think it was against the Panthers. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, you would think that the way Sean Payton likes to run his offense, that they would try to address that position at some point. Uh, but getting back to this the senior bowl, uh, what kind of opportunity do you you think that this provides college athletes to to prepare for the next level
1: well I think it's the premier sort of postseason all-star game uh, when you talk about you know who gets invited um, you know the the coach you get an NFL coaching staff um, that's there coaching these guys get exposed to that every team is obviously represented and if you go out and ball out I mean it can really help your, your draft stock or kind of kind of reset the narrative as you get to this draft season because generally speaking the senior bowl is really the event that kicks it off and if you shine on the senior bowl stage here then um, all of a sudden the evaluation with your tape your combine all of a sudden a player that may not have necessarily been high on someone's radar if they shine here Mm -hmm. can all of a sudden become a star in the pre-draft process so this is really the kind of the the way it jump starts uh the whole you know draft process and a, a player does well Certainly can uh, help their chances as they go through what is a pretty long uh, process that gets and there's a lot of evaluation, there's a lot of analysis, and by the time the, the draft actually comes around, these players are ready to find their team.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine there's any off season, especially uh, when you're a senior coming out, getting ready for that draft. But Sean, how many years have you covered the Reese's Senior Bowl now?
1: Ooh, I think my first one was 2010.
0: Ooh. No, 2011.
1: Excuse me. Um, a whole decade
0: Yeah,
1: it's funny how the years just stack up like that. But uh, yeah, it's always an interesting event because there's just this kind of mosh pit of you know college talent, NFL coaches, agents, coaches looking for work, and it's all they all descend down to Mobile, Alabama, which is a you know uh, has a little bit of a small town vibe. I mean, I know it's a
0: nothing big to do there <laughs> city,
1: but I mean it is what it is, and all these high you know high rollers are there, so it, it's certainly an interesting dynamic. Um, and I enjoy covering it. I really do.
0: Well, since you've been covering it for a few years now, who's the most impressive player you've seen there at the Senior Bowl, in your opinion? Oh, I know it's a tough. i never.
1: And I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's uh, most impressive, but I, I always remember Baker Mayfield's time mm-hmm. there because it was a sequence of events. He was he was doing more, you know, kind of one on ones, and and he really didn't look that good. And then all of a sudden, the team drill started. And it's like you just saw this elevation. All of a sudden, the throws he was missing. All of a sudden, he was threading the needle. He was pushing the ball downfield in this team setting. It just really, at the time, kind of showed me what type of player he was. He's more of a you know, get-in-the-team setting. He likes to take over as opposed to kind of the one-on-one drills where he looked kind of pedestrian, kind of normal. That was really one of the biggest things that stood out, I guess, over the last five or six years of covering this event.
0: Well, I think that might have been my first year working for the Saints. But correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there a lot more media publicity for that Senior Bowl than maybe in in past years? Because I remember seeing a lot about Baker at that Senior Bowl.
1: Oh yeah, there's a picture of me. Um, I have a. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of. I'm taking a picture at the scrum. I mean, I was about. And you've been in those media scrums where the players in the Oops. middle, and literally everybody was wrapped around him in a in a circle, at least. Seven or eight deep, and with cameras and, and, you know, the boom mics and everything. So, um, he brought a lot of attention. If I remember right. His measurements was a big deal. Um, you know, his height, he was like six foot and five eighths or something like that. And his hand size was certainly something that was scrutinized. I don't think he, I don't know if he played in the game or if he just practiced, but, uh, there definitely was a whole lot of attention going into that because it was the Heisman Trophy winner and had been kind of the face of college football leading up to that point.
0: Man, you want to talk about media scrums. I, you know, I'm never going to complain about the position I'm in because I'm very blessed, but media scrums are by far my least favorite thing to have to deal with because yesterday you and I were both there talking to <laughs> David Griffin, talking about Zion and things like that. And I could feel Sharif's breath on my <laughs> forearm coming out of his nostrils. I, you just have to get so close to one another. It is my, by far my biggest gripe. I think we just need to have one mic and everyone just get the sound from each other. It's, it's so obnoxious. I
1: I totally agree. And it's, it's, it's one of those work hazards. you just Good luck. And hopefully you're not standing too close to someone that, uh, that's, uh, doesn't have that whole, uh, feel for, you know, personal space because, uh, it could be, uh, it could be interesting in those scrums. And sometimes your arms at an angle, you can call collars, your shoulders, your shoulders get sore. It's like, Let's get done with this, please. And then sometimes those are the ones that last forever, it seems like.
0: And then someone asks another question, and then you're in a player's locker, and they have to step over you. Yeah, it's just a mess. Well, Sean, I won't keep you any longer, but uh, I appreciate you coming on, and make sure you follow Sean on Twitter, and he'll have all your coverage along with NewOrleansSaints.com. We'll have your coverage with Sean DeShazer uh, during that Senior Bowl on Saturday, January 25th, and, of course, the day before, and we'll have a press conference with Mickey Loomis. Sean, I appreciate your time. Thanks. Appreciate it. Big thanks to Sean Fazan from Fox 8 for joining us on the show today and for covering all things having to do with the Senior Bowl. But as I mentioned, our own John DeShazer, my long, beloved co-host on this show that hasn't really shown up the past few weeks but I guess we'll let him slide uh, we'll be covering the Pro Bowl he'll head out there on Monday and of course the Pro Bowl game is on Saturday at 1:30. he will have all of your coverage throughout the week and we'll be covering that on neworleansaints.com and the Saints app Mickey Loomis will be speaking on Wednesday we think so again we'll have that press conference video on neworleansaints.com and the Saints app after that is finished Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. If you're trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event, it can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing, but with SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase in the SeatGeek app use code GOSAINTS that is GOSAINTS all caps no spaces at checkout SeatGeek score the best deals on tickets all right we'll tune back in on Monday excuse me not Monday Wednesday with another show for you and of course we'll talk to our own John DeShazer covering the senior bowl thanks for tuning in and we'll catch up on Wednesday